0: Welcome to Logistics with Purpose, presented by
1: Vector Global Logistics in partnership with Supply Chain Now. We spotlight and celebrate organizations who are dedicated to creating a positive impact. Join us for this behind the scenes glimpse of the origin stories, change making progress, and future plans of organizations who are actively making a difference. Our goal isn't just to entertain you, but to inspire you to go out and change the world. And now, here's today's episode of Logistics with Purpose.
0: Good day, and welcome back to another episode of Logistics with Purpose. Today, we have a very, very interesting guest. And I know that we usually say this, but today, this particular guest talked about two of my greatest passions, one, kind of making a positive impact in the world, and then soccer so or football. How, uh, how great is that? Hey, Nuria, how are you doing today?
2: I'm really good. Thank you. Hi, Enrique.
0: It's great. It is going to be fun, isn't it? And incredibly uh, insightful as well. And again, I'll let you introduce our guest, but we have with us today so that our audience can capture the extent of his career and professional career as writer, blogger, speaker, social entrepreneur, chairman of Sports Scotland, and uh, just a general change maker. I mean, a very inspiring leader. So go ahead, Nuria. Do us the honors to introduce our guest.
2: Uh, I'm very excited for the conversation today and I would like to introduce you to Mel Young. He is the president at the Homeless World Cup. It's a pioneering social movement which uses football to help homeless people change their own lives. So Mel, welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm really excited to talk to you today.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. It's It's great to be here and great to
0: speak to you both. Well thank you for being here and yeah I forgot to mention the very cool accent which is going to make this part this particular episode even more successful so mel thanks again I know that you're uh you're in Scotland right now aren't you
1: yeah I'm in Scotland I'm I'm Scottish I'm I'm in the capital city of Edinburgh
0: nice well tell us why don't you start us off by telling us a bit more about you uh, where did you grew a couple of stories about your childhood how kind of uh started getting interested in what you're doing now um
1: yeah, I'm. I'm I was brought up in Edinburgh, in Scotland. Kind of very typical, unspectacular childhood. Um, like lo- lots of other uh, kids my age, just got into sport. I I, I really loved it. Um, enjoyed the teams playing 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 football or soccer, as you call it. Um uh but I was never particularly good. I I I don't know, it's just the kind of way my my <laughs> muscles and bones are I think. What, what I position always, you
0: know, were you what position were you trying back? Then? I used
1: to I, I used to play a forward. Um mm-hmm. and um I think I missed too many open goals <laughs> or Something you know. <laughs> but but it, it didn't matter. It didn't I mean, it wasn't I wasn't terrible. Below average kind of, you know. But I but I kind of loved it and all all sports and so on and I um, enjoyed playing it, and then and then I kind of got into watching it, and so I've always been into sports and 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 loved it. And it's not just, of course, necessarily being good at sports; it's about participating and all the camaraderie around it, and uh, you know, going to going to see teams or participating in doing things. So I've always loved that. And then latterly, as I grew up after after kids, I got into running. So that, then I started doing marathons, uh, running marathons,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which was great because. Once again, I was kind of average, you know, but hey, you know, I got I finished it and got the medal the same as everybody else. So I was, you know, that was it. That was the moment. So um, I still go jogging. I really enjoy that. Well,
0: running and finishing marathons is nothing average for me, at least. I've never really even run one. So that's uh, that's amazing. Thanks for sharing.
2: Yeah. So, Mel, looking back, what's the story from your early years that shaped who you are and what you do now? Can you tell Um, us a bit?
1: I, I, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think there's lots of kind of influences you have as children, as a child, don't you? And you probably don't know. So, you know, I, I've kind of emerged as an entrepreneur, as, as as a creative thinker. But I don't think I necessarily was as a kid. But I, you know, the, the, I was I was influenced by my mother definitely, who uh, was in some ways a typical Scot, which was about you've always got to look after your neighbour. She said, you know, it's it, it, that that's really important. That you've got to understand that you're part of a community and part of a neighbourhood, and that's always stayed with me uh, uh, throughout. Uh, th- th- those kind of values, which are Scottish values, we understand community and and fairness, and that's always stayed stayed with me. And then I guess the other the other little anecdotal story I'll tell is about is about sports because one time, and it's always stayed with me. This I I, I don't know how we ended up, but, but there was a whole crowd of us uh, playing football in the park. And it was agreed that I would have the team with all the worst players and we would play against the team with all the best players. So I took it upon myself then to organize the team of the worst players, including myself, and put them in different positions and said, look, if we stay in these positions and kick the ball to one another, we should do OK. And of course, the other teams thought they were going to win easily. So they were being doing all these wonderful tricks and just being themselves, trying to beat people. And what happened was we we started to win, and then they got all upset because we were winning, and then we started to win by more. So in the end, we won by miles. And it, it's always it, I don't know what's always stayed with me that is the fact that actually, you know, just just because just because you're not necessarily the best at thing, if you do things together and work together in a different way, then actually you you, you can triumph. So it's kind of one of my one of my values that I learned as a kid. I think sport
2: yes. taught me that.
0: That's awesome. That's a, that's a great that's a great thought as well, right? Because being the best doesn't mean that you'll be the best, right? At the end of the day, there's a lot of soccer professional football teams out there that have like the biggest cracks, the best players, and at the same time, they don't work together as a team and they lose. They don't win.
1: Yeah, you know exactly. I I think that's a bigger learning that you you can have. Just you can apply that to life, actually. Um, so you could, and and there's lots and lots of examples all over the world about football teams who have the most expensive players and so on and so forth who don't win. Um, and you know there's great examples in England. One one of the best, I think, was a manager called Brian Clough who who managed uh, Nottingham Forest and um, and Derby County, and they he, he he never had the best players, never. But actually, he managed to mould them into a team and get them to play for each other, and they won lots of things against all the odds. So um, th- th- there's lots in that, I think, uh, that can apply to business and, and, and government and everywhere else about how we work together and work by working together, we can achieve a lot.
0: Well, and it sounds that like you have actually had, um, have used that thinking and that mentality and that strategy throughout your professional career to the point that you started the Homeless World Cup. And for people that are out there that might not know what it is, I mean, it's a very interesting name. And the World Cup just happened, so it's something that's probably very fresh in people's minds. And um, could you tell us a bit more, what is it? How did this idea start, like 20 years ago, I believe it was?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been working with uh, homeless people for for a long time, since the the, the the 90s. And we started up what was called a street paper in, in, in Scotland, which was basically the idea of getting homeless people to to earn a living uh, whilst they were on the street, which was basically by uh, selling a, a magazine which we created, and then they sold it and and and, and Coke, uh, kept sixty uh, percent of the cover price, and it, and and it worked. And as a result of that, other other street papers around the world, particularly around Europe, started. And then we created a, a, a network of 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 these street papers. And um, once a year, we I mean, we had very little resource, but we were able to get to meet uh, somewhere um somewhere in the world and um uh, and then talk together and it was always very inspiring when we're talking together and we were learning from each other and and saying hey this is how this works and so on so at the end of one of these conferences we were in cape town in south africa in 2001 i was sitting with a colleague of mine um uh, harold schmidt from was from austria uh, having a beer after the conference and we were said um this is a really, really inspiring conference, but there's no homeless people here. We're, we're either founders or editors or whatever. But um, how could they experience what we're experiencing? Because this is really quite inspiring uh, in the way we're talking to one another. And so so uh, over over a beer, uh, we, we both agreed that um, we both knew and, and talked about how much we loved football and what it was. And in fact, there was a team of some of our homeless guys in scotland who kind of got together and kicked the ball around and said they were a team and it was same in in, in austria so we agreed that, between us that there would be this game of football between scotland versus austria we we, we called ourselves and i was saying and by the way we'll win um <laughs> we'll never win anything but we'll beat you guys so he said well well we our neighbors are germany and they always win we don't win so we'll beat you guys so we were <laughs> Okay, and um so then we had another beer or two. And 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 we 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 by the end of the evening we'd created the homeless world cup. So that why why shouldn't every country come um and not just Scotland and Austria and we made up of homeless people and so on, and we call it the Homeless World Cup. So so as you know, you can you can have these creative discussions which it was and it was good fun, and, and sometimes you just leave them there, they just kind of get left in the right. bar or whatever. Um but the next morning we met again at breakfast in the hotel and, and we said, hey, that was a really good conversation. Will we do it? So that was the critical wow. point. Sometimes people talk about it was that creative discussion, which was important. But the really important discussion was when we said, OK, let's do this. And so basically what, what happens, we made it happen uh, in 2003, so about 18 months later. And um, it, it's very simple what we do. Um our partners around the world just go into the street where homeless people are and say, Do you want to play football? And here's a ball. And the beauty of football or, or, or soccer, as it's called in the US, is is it's is just really simple. You just kick a ball and you can be really rubbish at it, or you can be brilliant at it, and you can put it in the same team and you can be two aside or twenty aside. You can play anywhere. Um and so it's a very, very simple game to get people involved in, and it's not expensive, and you can play anyone. So for for us as an entry point for our homeless people, whatever state they were in, we'd get them playing football, and they they more or less generally we said you want to play, they said oh yeah let us let's, let's let's play why not we're not doing anything else, and so then then the incentive was okay um, you know you can you can get to represent your country, um, and so we had our first event um, in 2003 in the middle of Graz in Austria where Harold was from. We play on small pitches so we don't we, we deliberately don't go to where the big pitches are because they're a long right. way away right. playing small pitches we always go to the center of town which is where homeless people are and um, we play short games there, there there are seven minutes each way with a minute in between um and um so we took it to to, to grass we didn't know what was going to happen okay um and um uh it was just an outstanding success right. I, I mean beyond anything that we could imagine Um, So that what we saw was over a week, homeless people changing out of all recognition, standing up representing their country in their their football tops and so on, so proud to be part of their country. We saw um, people in the stand. We, we, We built tribunes which were full up of people cheering them. So this was people who would normally walk past homeless people or spit at them or whatever. They're now cheering them. And then the world's media turned up and, and and was positive about what was happening. And normally they were negative. So wow. it, it was a success for us. And then just in the final point of this, the final, we, we did research afterwards um, about what had happened. And we found that 80% of the players had changed their lives had gone uh, uh, or, or, and were no longer homeless as a result of this. Wow. So as a, because of that, we, we didn't, I didn't believe the, the statistics to begin with. I said, no, they're too high. That's not possible. I don't believe that. And, but we checked and checking and it was right, and so we've kept on doing it ever since. That's
0: uh such an inspiring story and uh, and it's amazing that something so simple as you said, like a game, really, because it is that is what it is. It's uh, football or soccer, it's a game. And something like a game can change so many lives and has done an amazing positive impact in many communities around the world. So thank you for sharing. Before I let Nuria, because I think she has a couple of very interesting questions, but uh, I wanted to have a quick follow-up, if you mind, If you don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. You started working with the Homeless Magazine, you mentioned, and the newspapers and all that. What's your kind of, uh, there's tons of really good causes out there. What's your connection with the homeless community, and why Why do you personally kind of are so invested in it?
1: Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. I, 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 I mean, I haven't experienced any homelessness myself other than, Couple of stupid days when I was a student or something. So I, I can't say that I've I come from mm-hmm. that community. Um, you know, as, a, as I was saying earlier, in terms of my childhood, some of the values I have is is is, is about you, you need to have fairness. And I could never understand how you had uh, young people, particularly in 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 the street. I thought it was appalling. Um, and so my background was a uh, 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 as a journalist, and I'd I'd seen um, a similar magazine in London and um i thought i could bring it to scotland using my skill as a journalist and got together with a a friend of mine who's more a social background more business background and and you know i thought well look my what i could contribute here would be um my journalism or or, uh, ability to 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 publish and that would be my contribution i didn't really know where it was going to go again this was back in 1993 um but it was it was a, a a big success um lots of people bought the magazines we had a lot of homeless people there and at, at that point i really got much more into um what was going on in terms of the of, of homelessness um how uh, debilitating it was how difficult people found it to get back into society once they've fallen off the edge getting back in was really difficult so yep. for the magazine we were pro- providing a, a step um uh, I, I wasn't necessarily going to do this forever, but but uh, you know I've been there forever. If you like. Right. <laughs> so I've stayed in there, but, but you know then I was in other countries and I was in Russia, for example, for a while helping them uh, d- d- set up another paper. And and I was appalled at, 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 at what was going on there. The number of people that were on the street who were just dying on the street, actually. It, mm. it, 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 and it started to. It, I started to kind of understand that actually. This whole issue was a uh, a global issue and um, a systemic issue, and what we were trying to do then was replicate the idea of the papers um, to try and make as big an impact as we could by sh- by by working together across across borders, um, and and hence then the, the 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 football was was born. So that's a bit of a connector back to the beginning. Right. In, Homeless.
0: no that's great and, and you point a couple of things there that are very clear and of course real and it's, uh, it's a systemic problem like it's not and a lot of people have uh, I think we need a little bit more awareness a little bit more education a lot of people have a completely different view of homelessness and it's a flawed view of why we have homelessness so you're you're absolutely right about that but I know uh Nurias itching to kind of ask a couple of her questions as well so I' will uh, I'll shut <laughs> yeah. up and let you speak now Navia go ahead
2: <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Wow that's such an inspiring story. So Mel just in the in the. US there are over half a million people experiencing homelessness. So talking on a worldwide level, the number increases di- daily. So how many lives are currently being impacted by the homeless World Cup movement? can you tell us?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, we, we, I mean, first of all, just on the statistics you gave, I mean, it, to, to me, it's, it's absolutely shocking that the U.S., which is is still the richest country in the world, okay, and you have the, the people homeless, when that's pointing to the the, the, the systemic problem that, that there's hardly anybody I've met ever who who wants to be homeless. Nobody wants to be homeless. And interestingly, if you you know, I, I've done a lot of talks to 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 school children, to students, to um, business leaders to rich people to you name it and I've asked anybody think homelessness is a good idea nobody thinks it's a good idea so here the homeless people don't want to be homeless nobody thinks it's a good idea but we have it and that's why it's a systemic problem the numbers are really difficult to to, to, to count always but you know the U.S. is a, a significant problem but so does everywhere else um, what we what we've done the numbers that we uh, 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 are involved in our programs this year will be a, approximately a hundred thousand so since we've started you know our estimate is that we've impacted the lives of 1.2 million people Wow! and um my view is you know it, and we've got lots and lots of stories uh, hundreds of stories of people who've changed their lives completely just by starting to kick a football around and and getting um you know that that feeling of 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 self-worth and self-respect back and then as a result being able to climb out of their situation. Um but my 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 worry really all, all the time is people can say we've done a good job and I think we have and we there's lots it's, it's not just me there's lots of people involved in this around the world, um what we've created. But 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 my concern is as soon as we move one person, somebody else comes in to take their place. And so whilst we are making an impact, we're not we're not connecting in with governments and others to say, right, how are we changing the system to stop people coming in the first place? We can do what we can do, and it's impactful. But, hey, really, it's just a kind of a tiny dot on on what is a massive problem.
0: You're absolutely uh, absolutely right. And uh, it is a, a big problem. It requires a lot of people to come together. And I think that's why it's so brilliant to kind of pair this particular cause or this particular challenge that, by the way, we all have, right? It's not like a problem that only a certain person uh, people are, are living. I mean, it's not only up to the homeless. It's really something that is up to all of us that are citizens of the world to take ownership and try to make it better for everyone. So football is a great kind of thing to join things together. It's a great sport. It's a worldwide sport. It's growing fast. And that's definitely uh, the first step to make the change here. Um, what do you think the long impact of, of the Homeless World Cup in particular will have? And where do you see this going which of course is an amazing movement and 100 1.2 million people
1: i mean that's those numbers are significant for sure i mean we, we just want to, to to grow it to be quite honest because we know it's impactful everywhere we go we get the change so we want to be in more countries we want to be in more cities in cities that we're currently in we want to be connected to more neighborhoods so really anywhere there's 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 homeless people or there's an issue we want to be and um we want to be impactful. So we want to be telling a story about not just homeless people playing football, but how they are no longer homeless. That's what that's what our objective is. The, the beauty of the football is, is it's just simple and people can relate to it. Um and so, you know, people look look at people homeless and then they see them playing football, they never look at them in the same way again. So we're destroying this stereotypical view. And you know, I'm always saying, look. Actually, it's not about necessarily thinking about the alleged one billion homeless people that the United Nations say there are because you can't we can't comprehend that as an right. one human being. but you can do something small to create change. So the story I sometimes ask is that you know, how can a football referee end homelessness and no idea And what we have at the homeless World Cup, are, Whole coterie of international referees now who volunteer, who come every year uh to our to our uh, annual events, referee the game. Very important. We have a referees because they keep order and they, you know, keep make sure the rules are, are held. They're very very important. um And that's what they do. That's their contribution, which is actually a major contribution. In point of fact, and people never think what a ref, how a referee could impact something. And if you start thinking about all of that, if we all do something right a little even if it's just a tiny thing that's constructive when we join all that up then that's how you create the change and i think that that's what we're doing all sorts of people are starting to go hey you know that works how can we join in with them then we all go okay this is this is what you could do for us this this is how this could uh, make a difference and we, we we build it up from there and then then that's how we'll create change well that's uh incredible and nuria
0: i Mel's an incredibly humble person as well when he's telling all these stories. But I think they're in I went to the website and I, correct me if I'm wrong, Mel, but I think they're in 75 countries. Isn't isn't that amazing, Nuria? What's your what's your take on, on, on this particular point? Like the amount the worldwide organization that they have built in such a small period of time.
2: Well, that is a that's an incredible uh mission, and I think that uh well you are not only Impacting and and giving hope uh, to those people, I think that you are giving them purpose, a purpose in their lives, and uh, well, I, I I I would like to ask you lots of things about. I, I'm very curious about to know how does it work, how. How is the dynamic within the 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 well the process since one person joined the the homeless World Cup how how does it work? how how is it uh, the, the process uh, during that year that they they are part of the homeless World Cup and uh, then they 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 come to play with you and represent their country. Yeah,
1: I, I I can answer. That. I mean, I just answer in kind of general terms, because every country is just a little different.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: but but we we will go to where homeless people are, or homeless homeless people. will put a notice somewhere to say that there's some soccer or football going on. And we in the initial phase, we never comment on on the homeless person. We just said you want to have some place some football, have some fun for an hour, okay? And so everybody's running around. And it, um, it's important that the the, the 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 psychological interventions at this point, because people' self-esteem is is zero. You, everything is gone. You don't believe anything is possible. So we're just mm-hmm. kind of creating a space where people can be, and then we try and encourage them to come back to the next day or the day after and say, "Hey, come back." And it's quite important actually, because you're the goalkeeper and we need you, or the blah blah, blah whoever it is, is part of the team. And so we're trying to build, uh, and we are building a kind of family atmosphere where they kind of feel feel uh, valued and feel part of. And, and, and then over time, we start working with them and build building it up. And so there'll be different issues that are maybe affecting them. They might be about, obviously, housing. They might be about employment. They might be about drugs. They might be about alcohol. They might be about family issues. They might be about the whole lot put together. And we'll start saying, to them, well, there's pathways in which we can build and help you. Um, uh, trying to sort out some of these issues, some can react quite quickly to that. Others are much slower. We don't really care, actually. Um, we always use the football as the centre point. Um, a big objective for them is to try and get on the team uh, to, to represent their country. Now, not all of them can get on the team, but you know they, they kind of understand that. Most of the players who selected are at the end of a process, so. You know, they're, they're about to move into a house or a job, whatever. So it's the players selected for the country, we haven't got them from the street the day before. They've been going through the, our programmes and they're only allowed to come to our event once because it's, it's, you know, it's the end. It's like you're moving on. And so the, the whole story it, within us is about change. It's about moving on. And we celebrate the guys who move on in a way so that this is the way, the correct pathway for others to follow. You know, we, we correct that. And a lot of our former players, the former homeless players now, have come come back as volunteer coaches when they have jobs and houses. They come back, they volunteer. Some of them even run the pro- programs now, actually manage the whole programs. And, of course, they're able to say to, to people, say, oh, you don't know what it's like being where I am. And they're able to say, yep, I used to be right there, and now I'm here. So you can do the same. And that's very, very uh, 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 impactful and inspiring that. So I mean, I mean that's a very general answer I'm giving you about kind of what's happening. It's obviously a bit more complicated, that not quite so straightforward. But hey, that's the process, and it works.
2: No, that's amazing. Sounds incredible. So uh, jumping on a solid pillar that also supports the homeless World Cup ideology, um, which is the new ISM. So can you tell us a bit more about it and what does does it stand for?
1: Uh, yeah, well, th- this is something I, I I started up just prior to COVID um, with, with, with with a friend of mine called Alex Matthews, and what basically where that comes from is that again it, it re- relates very much to my experience in terms of homelessness. It's about the kind of system failure, and the the, 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 the newism comes from the from a perspective of um, we need to have a look at the way that we're all working together and kind of systems because nothing nothing appears to be actually working. And so it's it's not an issue between an economic system of capitalism on the island versus socialism. It's, it's not that at all. It's basically saying, actually, I don't we don't think these work anymore in the modern world. Have we got an economic system that actually is fit for the modern world? So leaving the politics and everything aside, well, how can you create a system which is fair, which allows everybody to participate? Uh, Because so many people are are falling off the edge, so we then talk talk about issues like, and we try to be constructive about it. So if we we don't know what the newism is, okay, what is it? Don't know, but hey, let's look at some of the elements that are around that we might like to have in there. So you know, we we talk to people that run fair trade, for example. So we say, hey, is the, the basis of fair trade is is that the way we should do all trade, not just some, all of it? is uh microfinance uh which is you know microfinance banking is is that a way we should be doing banking in the future uh a- a- environmental um uh labeling etc etc and you start to build up something which becomes the basis of a of a new economic system so that's where the newism comes we, we we've got a lot of people to come and contribute i don't think we're anywhere near yet being able to to have this aha moment, this is what this looks like. But there are certain elements in there, and I'm quite sure people start to connect into this, and a lot of people want to do it, to talk about it. So, it, it, people from the business world get this; they get it. They say, you know, we agree with this actually, because you can't you can't keep on growing uh, in a finite planet. Okay. So, uh, if if the whole basis of of, of an economy is growth and you're living in the final place it's not going to work in the end so how 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 do you how do you deal with this see if you look at the adam smith who is the creator of, of capitalism wrote the wealth of nations he's a scholar but if you look at that he when he was kind of talking about money he said the role of money must be for for for, for the good of the people for the good of society okay but but of course it's and his his view was how you circulate money which was the basis of capitalism. But, but I think if he was alive now he'd be appalled by what's happening because because the, the gap between the rich and the poor is getting so big and and people can't connect to one another so how, how, how do we sort this fundamentally without kind of tinkering at the edges of everything okay how do you how do you, how do you really change it so that's what the newism is, it's a debate with a view to trying to come up with ideas about how how we might all live and all have all, all have a fair share
0: that's uh, yeah. And, and you're, it's a good problem. It's a problem that we definitely need to resolve. Um, that's why I said it's a good problem, it's the, the wrong word choice there. But it's really something that's critical for us to kind of figure out. And there's a lot of organizations that are doing this conscious capitalism, go beyond profit. There's a lot of people that are already thinking very similarly to, to you, Mel, when it comes to this. So uh, definitely encourage the dialogue. And this is another way to uh, raise awareness. That uh, that this is not working, right? We have to find a better way. We have to find a way to actually improve what we're doing because it's clearly not for everyone.
1: Yeah, I, I, absolutely. That's what I think, and I think uh, business actually has a central yeah. role to this. I'm, I'm 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 a great believer in 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 in, in business. And there's a lot of talent and brains in business. And you know, in discussion with some business owners and, and CEOs they'll start to talk about okay you know how, how do we allocate shares how do we distribute wealth how do we share but at the same time how are we innovative and smart and make sure that our our businesses are are, are something of, 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 of real value and so you get into really good good discussions there I think about about how everything is how everything is structured. Um, so I think this there's, there's a real lead uh, in business, and, and I know you guys at, at Vector are doing that, and you're, you're doing that, Enrique. Ricky. So um, it's, it's really good to have a, a, um, a good, you know, discussion about that and think these things through. I'm, I'm not somebody who, you know, sits some protests outside, if you like. I mean, okay, maybe the protesters have a point, maybe they don't. But I, actually, I'm going to go yeah, okay. But well, what are we doing about this? How, right. how, how does right. one move forward here? And most people in the world aren't baddies at all. Actually, they're goodies. It's just that we've created a system that's making so many people poor and so many people excluded. So how do we sort that out? Surely we can do that.
0: It's 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 incredible how everything kind of comes back to the one thing that you thought was actually a good catalyst to change it, which is, let's come together and have a, a fun game of soccer or a football, right? And so it's it's... Homeless, uh, The Homeless World Cup, actually, I think, is a good way to take all the politics and all these other things out of the equation, which is something you mentioned a couple of times. It's like a game. Everyone in the world enjoys it, and most people are growing into it. So, uh, So this is a great way of doing it. Now... I wanted to change gears a little bit here, and I just wanted to ask you, I mean, you've been doing this very successfully for 20 years with this particular organization. But, of course, you told us a little bit about the Homeless Magazine and some of the other things that you did before that. And it sounds like you've been doing this ever since your mom told you that you have to pay attention of neighbors. So uh, what have you What have you learned? I mean, what would you, again, there's tons of organizations out there trying to do something very similar when it comes to um making a positive impact in the world and helping people that are not as um, lucky, really, that have not had the same opportunities. Uh, what would you kind of um, recommend to to these organizations out there? What have you learned? What are some of the key insights after all these years?
1: I, I think in, in in the sector that we're in, if you like, call it the NGO sector or non, non, non-private, non-public sector, one of the things that we are not good at is working together. Um, th- 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 there's actually quite a lot of us out there um, and doing a lot of good stuff, actually, um, and s- with, with little resources, but 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 coming together to do things we- we're not good at and we need to get much better at it and we need to understand it's about the systems. Um, and there's something there about the kind of passion that, that, that founders put in and then they're reluctant to share it, I think, is something about this kind of, human aspect to it and it's interesting if you compare that sector with say the private sector so if the private sector there might be real real competitors um but if there was some kind of barrier in front of them then they would start talking to one another or or create trade associations or different associations they'd work out a way in which they could work together but still remain independent whereas i i think our sector's very poor at that actually and we need to be smarter at it. I think that the discussion and that's happening. There's a great organisation called Catalyst 2030, which is having a look at systems and and getting people to work together. It's relatively new, and 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 it's growing. Um, some some fabulous fabulous people in it. So it's changing a bit. But that that's one thing I think that uh, a takeaway we'd have. The, the the other one would be that um, one of the parts of the values I have is you can. You learn something every day from whoever you can learn from a professor, but you can learn from a homeless person actually, um, or learn from a bus driver or whatever. Um, it, it, and um, I think we don't listen enough to people who are in the situation and act on it. So there, there, there are almost too many academics and researchers around. No disrespect to them, and actually, it's the people at the front who experience the problem that actually we should be paying a bit more attention to because actually they know what some solutions are and they're sitting there and they're talking about what they are. And and sometimes they completely missed.
2: Well, Mel, you have written a few books and uh, to learn more about your, about you and and your mission, I'm curious about something. So from the back cover of your, of the book, uh, home game a ball can change the world there is a premise of how can such a simple game like football tackle such a complex problem so and it makes me that makes me think that for her problems it's great to find simple solutions so what other things can people learn from the story you do tell here
1: well I mean I think the point, the, the point I was making there and, and maybe the thing sometimes people can learn is that it, it in some some ways the solutions are very straightforward. Okay. And sometimes what happens is we there's not any particular sector, we tie ourselves in knots, uh, trying to get to solutions and spend a lot of money trying to get to those solutions, when in point of fact, it's about connecting with the people. In in our case, we talk with the homeless people and listen to them and, and deliver something that, that, that they want. And we're using the football as a communication tool to the outside world and 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 to people in the football authorities and so on so i think i think um a lot of these things we can apply uh to um it, uh, other issues that are out there I, I mean you know i think we have to be careful about how we um again think about systemically okay so we, we get into, into a different. here's another example so we, we overproduce food and we have these um uh in supermarkets so we have these sell-by dates and we have to get rid of the food because we can't push the past sell-by dates so so we we, we 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 put them in the rubbish and yet the, another bit of the world can't feed itself so then somebody clever comes up and and, and we we create food banks so the, the supermarkets can get rid of the food into the food banks and then it gives to people who can't afford to eat but but the, 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 the problem we then get into so it's almost like that's your emergency, okay? But 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 people the food banks stay there forever and they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And and, and then that starts to become become the, the way of life. Whereas I think, hey, no, there's got to be a simple solution under which people have enough money to buy their own food. Because actually that would create right. jobs, that would stimulate your economy, act as a multiplier effect so i would be saying that right in that space we ought to be trying to get rid of food banks not from a bad point of view rid of food banks getting rid of that culture which is a kind of handout culture into a way in which people uh, can make decisions for themselves so there's got to be a simple way to do that so uh, it's, it's a question of kind of sitting down maybe it, like like me and harold did originally came up with the football and just throwing some ideas around and then you need the entrepreneur to go or the leader to go right this is what we're doing yeah,
0: that's uh, absolutely true. And um, I uh, I think someone I heard or read somewhere that uh, hunger, uh, it's really more a logistics problem than a food scarcity problem, because there is more than enough food in the world to feed people that are starving. And there's so many food that we're throwing away. So it's, you're absolutely right about this. And um, moving back a little bit to the Homeless World Cup events, I know that you have been hosting quite a few some uh, could you tell us a little bit of the cities that have been hosting this event in the past I and mean, who was the last one and maybe an announcement as of which will be the next one which we're all thrilled
1: about yeah yeah so we, 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 we've been all around the world and, and, and everywhere we've been every city we've been it's been just great so we've been in in Melbourne uh, in, in Australia and that was a kind of special moment because uh, we played in the middle of federation square and the final was between afghanistan and russia and um wow. r- russia had a chance to to equalize in the last second and missed and afghanistan won, and the placement went crazy and it was, it was it was amazing and then we've been in uh, uh rio and beach we've been in mexico city and Sokolo, wow. where we had uh, the, over the week we play over a week we had one hundred sixty thousand people came so i can say that's one hundred sixty thousand people came to watch homeless people play football by the way that's and all- by the
0: way. Speaking of Mexico in particular, that's the Azteca Stadium. I mean, that's about the same capacity of what the Azteca Stadium would hold.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing. Mexican yeah, people just kind of loved it. Also, <laughs> Mexico men and women. We have men and women's competitions. They're now they're they're now very, they're the top <laughs> in the world. Um, they're, they are the champions. They're the team everybody wants to beat um and then we were, were in santiago in chile we've been in paris under the uh, eiffel tower amsterdam cape town in in, in uh, wow. south africa and then um we, we've been trying to get uh, to to the us for 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 a while and we will be in sacramento in july um uh, we're very very excited to be in the us um and um, we think it's going to be a fantastic event our, our partners there that we're working with street soccer USA. Um, uh, you know want to make it the best ever and i'm sure it will be uh so we're, we're, we're excited about that everyone's excited about coming and um that's going to be in july i i would urge people to come and watch because it's so interesting um people kind of they they listen to maybe what i'm talking about other people talking about they don't really get it and then when they they come they go wow this is this is this is amazing what's going on here and even people uh who don't like football okay um they kind of go i don't like football but i like what's going on here (laughs) and uh, (laughs) because the players um if you think about it after being homeless and all that now they represent the country everyone's cheering and it's their moment of their life you can imagine Mm -hmm. and so they just give off this kind of just positive vibe
0: yeah
1: there's there's no red cards there there's there people are competitive they want to win the game okay but 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 it's just played in an app in a fantastic spirit um where the players are connecting with one another, connecting with the audience, and it becomes a special atmosphere.
0: The energy sounds unbelievable. And of course, I encourage everyone that's listening to us right now to mark your calendars uh, for the US Homeless World Cup, which I'm sure will be a big, big success as a country. I'm American, and everyone that's here in the US will definitely do whatever it takes to to make it the best one, right? We're competitive and by nature and and we're fully supportive as well. This is an amazing cause. And of course, this is an amazing country to host this in. And I think there's a lot of things that can uh, come out of that World Cup. So we'll put all those comments, all those links, everything you've said in the notes. Uh, But this is amazing. Uh, Nuria, any any thoughts on that? And I know that you have another question, so go ahead.
2: Well, I I believe that uh, with the Homeless World Cup events, uh, there might be implemented logistics in the process. So what would you, what means to you uh, logistics with purpose?
1: Logistics with football. I mean, it, it, logis- logistics is, uh, is obviously a really, really important part of what we're doing because we are in a sense, moving people around the world and, and, and you know, some of them don't even have passports or identity. And so they have to get to get that. And then we have to kind of move them. We have to move the, the bits around the event. And right. so and then putting on the event is really a logistical exercise, to be quite honest. So mm-hmm. logistics is a very, very important part. And having Vector here as as our new logistics partner, which we're we we thrilled about, um, you know, we can, we can always um, come to you for advice and help and support which you, which you, you're giving us which is 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 fabulous um just back onto the u.s coming to the u.s again see we, we, we're excited about coming to the us because there's a, a, an issue here but we, we we also know that the u.s is a country which which problem solves and is also incredibly generous and kind and you put these together and say hey look can we can we build on this? Can we actually start a start a real energy around here based on these homeless guys who changed their lives that we're going to make this this really really impactful? Um, and I, that's what's it's exciting. But it's going to be a great event, I'm I'm sure. And the people that come to watch will will, will just get into it big time.
0: No, uh, this is the first time in the U.S. too, right, Mel?
1: It's the first time we've been in the U.S. The first time. Yeah, we've wanted to come for a long time, so this is the first time. So we're excited. Very excited. Well, Mel, thank
0: you so much. Um, we have, I mean, we could be talking about this for, for a couple more hours, and we'll probably invite you over a couple more times uh, as this whole thing progresses, as you host the successful Homeless World Cup in California and Sacramento. We'll put all the links so that people can not only go and watch, but can also support you. Um, what would you tell our listeners? What's the call of action when it comes to not only supporting the Homeless World Cup, but in general? What would you? What would you tell to everyone that's listening to us right now?
1: Well, if, in, in the U.S., certainly come along. We're in July in Sacramento. If you can make it, come along. I promise you, you'll you'll, you'll love it. Um, that would be my call. The other thing would be come come and support us We our website homelessworldcup dot But other than that, um, it's about we all have to take kind of an intervention. As I said earlier, it's all about doing a little something. So, it, you know, if we all do that something, we will make the change. So it's it. it you don't have to do huge things, um, and think about something small that you might be able to do in your neighborhood, your street, or wherever, and 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 just do it. And sometimes that's even just speaking to a homeless person, you know, because they f- they're totally isolated, and and they're just going to say hello. How are you doing? And um, what do you like? Do you like soccer? Do you like blah blah blah? And you like this music or wh- whatever it is. Um, and 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 because because homeless people are are so excluded and and and. So lacking in self-esteem, it just is really, really helpful. But just trying to think through, okay, what could we do? That's not only impactful in terms of that emergency that I'm talking about. So somebody's on the street and they're hungry, so we give them food. Of course we do. But actually, how do we get them off the street altogether so that we don't have to give them things? How is it that we move people on completely back into society, in the society which we live in? So that would be the my call to action. We all do something. We'll change the world. Mel, thank you very, very much.
0: It's been a pleasure talking to you for everyone else that's listening to us if you like and enjoy conversations like the one that we just had with mel young from the homeless world cup um please join us uh, subscribe and thank you very much i'll see you next time